He literally just ran straight over Tony Underwood. Here it is for Johnny. Has he done it? He sure has. Drop goal to Blanco. Up it goes. Could you believe it? And that surely is the stairway to rugby heaven. Hello team and welcome back to the Fox Sports Rugby World Cup podcast. We've had a couple of days off to just recharge your batteries and get set for playoff rugby and a help us preview all the action from the UK. It is, as always, my pleasure to introduce Sam Worthington, Gunn, foxsports.com.au, journo, nose to the ground, left and right, and alongside him is Waratah's captain and Wallaby David Dennis. We're back, fellas. We're back in the... Saddle. Longest week ever, I think, Long Sean. Week no ever. rugby, no midweek games. Yeah, Watching terrible. replays is sort of sub- made up for it, but uh, looking forward to a big weekend. Four huge games. It's been a while uh, between drinks. Uh, Georgie Gregan stood us up on Monday, otherwise we would have had you in, Dave, so apologies for that. I hope you haven't, been, haven't been missing us too much. What about him? <laughs> Goes over there. What about him? And stands the boys up. What about him? <laughs> Ah, well. Hey, uh, just quickly, good day for yours truly. Uh, we ran the office sweepstakes ourselves up in the rugby department today. Uh, obviously, the eight runners uh, throw a couple of bucks in, draw them out of a hat. I have taken the Wallabies from the hat. What's the pot? Ooh. Is there a pot? Two hundo. Ooh. Two hundo. I'd so nearly locked that in. We've spent weeks collecting, like saving up five bucks here, five bucks there, going yeah. away from having coffees, and now we're good to go. Scotland in my sweepstakes, so I'm going to take you down, Shawnee. Well, Scotland, take well, that's how much you have to put in? Big five bucks. Uh, it's no, t- you've lost that. Ten dollars, sorry. You Ten can dollars. Off. Yeah, the, uh, the producer of the Cut Runoff Over, our Sunday night show, Paul Slater, he got Scotland, so he's a little upset. Mm. He oh, can't well. win. He can't win, surely. You wouldn't think. Uh, well, should we jump right into it? Sweepstakes are set. Our runners are lined up. Eight remain of the 20 that began, and we have got the quarterfinal action kicking off this weekend. Let's start with, because it's fun to talk about, France. France are in a state of disarray. It's yeah, extraordinary news. It seems to happen at every World Cup they're involved in, whether it's uh, rugby or football. They uh, have these uh, absolute... Yeah, turmoils within their camp, um, and, and it sounds like Philippe Saint Andre is basically a dead man walking uh, at training there. He's sort of wandering around, uh, moving a few cones perhaps, but not actually uh, coaching the team properly. So it seems like he'll he'll see out the tournament, um, but yeah, he's, he's basically not doing a hell of a lot. So it's uh, it's classic France. A similar thing happened four years ago in New Zealand, where I think Mark Levremont uh, was the coach, and um, he was basically getting ignored, getting brushed by the players, and they managed to get to the final and, and almost win the thing. So it doesn't seem to matter, does it? They just, uh, and it, perhaps it makes them even stronger, it galvanises the playing group. So, yeah, it's uh, bizarre scenes. Oh, it's not a job I'd, uh, I'd want to do, the French head coach role. It <laughs> uh, seems like a tough job. But, yeah, I think um, it'd be funny to see how the players react, isn't it? You know, you know they've got a great history against New Zealand. Um, obviously, uh, you'd, you'd know a bit more than us, Sammy, <laughs> being, a, being a Kiwi. But uh, they've had some great results. Really pushed them in the final, obviously, last World Cup final. And... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think New Zealand will win comfortably, but I think the French will, will still perform. You know, even though there's a bit going on behind the scenes, um, it tends to yeah, like you said, galvanise the the playing group when they've sort of uh, already conceded that their coach isn't going to be around much longer. They're, they're probably playing more for each other, which is always a good thing. Well, that's great. But what about things like game plans and structures? I know you guys always 
gibber on on and on about structures if we stick to our structures what's the french word for structure whatever it is they're not going to have much of that is that a good or a bad mm. thing without rosé i think the uh it's what's the french word for <laughs> structure they've never had a structure have they shorty sometimes that's why i love the french they uh they tend to play a bit ad-lib compared to all the other europeans they haven't been ad-libbing for a long time no though. you're right there's not uh who was the great man back in the day the old yeah one of them <laughs> uh, I can't remember, no, but uh yeah i they need to, obviously, to, to beat a team like New Zealand, they need to have some form of structure, don't they? particularly defensively with so many uh, attacking threats that the Kiwis uh, have. And, um, you know, if they're not aligned and organised on the same page in the field, it could get ugly. But I think uh, I think they will push them just in that physicality stake. I think um, that's the one area where they can really challenge the All Blacks and they did they have previously in World Cups where they really, they've taken on that physicality part. And I think when you get that right in a test match, uh, that can maybe make up for your indeficiencies a little bit around structure and set piece and all that sort of thing. And they've, they've got a great captain as well, uh, Terry Dussetois, so mm. I think they'll be okay on the field. They'll know what to do. Um, I think they are actually quite structured the way they play it. If anything, I think their, their issue is not having enough uh, strike in the backs, perhaps outside of Wesley Fafana. The, yeah, they, they don't seem to have the flair that a lot of the great French teams uh, do. Michelac was, um, he went completely missing um, in that game against Ireland. So, um, yeah, if he does that again, I, I think they're no-show. But, um, yeah, so I'm reasonably confident. But uh, come kick-off, I'll be, I'll be packing myself, given, Where you the, given the history. I'll be right uh, here over at my in desk, uh, nervously typing away. What time's kick-off? Uh, Sydney time. That's 6 a.m. that one on yeah. Sunday morning. Oh, that's bearable. Yep. That's so, bearable. Uh, we Might even get up for that, you know. That's it. That's, that's, that's a good time zone. That's a great yeah. time. Previous to that, is that South Africa-Wales? That gets us going at 2 a.m. on the Sunday, so not quite uh, as that's handy the that tough, That's a tough one. Yeah. The two o'clock's a toughie. So four is sweet. Four onwards is mm. sweet. Kick-off, 12 one's fine. Two o'clock, three o'clock kick-off. It's in that tough zone. It's the hanging on zone, isn't it, with you? Oh, you, don't your know. you sort you of, do. do I go to sleep and get back up? Do I push through? And the gaps between games are annoying as well. So that first one's going to finish at about before 4 a.m. And then you've got a two-hour gap to, to sort of wait around between 4 and 6 a.m. What are you doing those those hours of the day? Nothing oh. nothing good happens in those hours of the day. Lazy 7 or 8K run, swim, and then come <laughs> back home, have a coffee, and watch the next game. Dave Dennis. We normally do that. Dave Dennis you do that perfect. on a Sunday, would I'd you? find a way to put myself back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I just would. Get an, get an extra hour in and sure. back out to Maybe, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so the that is New Zealand v France. Can I just say that I think that New Zealand going to slip from second and then skip third up into fourth gear for a prolonged period and I think France are in for some strife. Yeah. Well, New Zealand haven't been impressive at all um, at the World Cup and Steve Hansen said some interesting things to say about it that they've deliberately played... Um, not to rack up points in a way that they've, they've tried to, to play to the structures that they would against a superior opponent. So, I don't know, what, watching on, um, it, it hasn't been very impressive that the scrum um, has been average. Dan Carter's been up and down. Um, I've got no doubt they, they're they waiting for a big challenge, aren't they? I've got no doubt that they will uh, crank it up several gears. But it is a bit of a dangerous game to play. They've had an easy pull, and, and whether you can just flick the switch like that, it's going to be fascinating to see. If there's one team in the world that can do it, I think it's the Kiwis can really turn on when they have to... Um I think it'd be, you know, it'd be a good contest. But I'm with Shawnee. I think the uh, the All Blacks will win comfortably in the end. I think, and it could get a little bit ugly if if the French don't don't uh, obviously get that organisation structure on the field. No one's going to yell at them post game. <laughs> you know, like if you no. go down, no one's yelling at you. <laughs> what do you do there, the coach? Like you, during the game or post? If they have a loss, what does he do? Does he get on the team? He wouldn't even get on the team bus. Probably London not. taxi home. Just, just through the channel. <laughs> it's all general very, public like, take me home gone I'm out of here straight to Heathrow how much for a taxi cab from Twickenham 
They had Twickenham or Millennium? Millennium. Millennium. Sugar. Two hours. Dude. Cardiff to Paris in a cab. What do you reckon the bounce is on that? I'm picturing a Euro. Uh, Euro. I'm, I'm picturing Philippe uh, disconsolate Saint Andre just in Chippy Lane after that game by himself. Gravy, <laughs> gravy all over his nice French suit. Just chaos. All of a sudden, life ain't so bad. <laughs> during Chippy Lane, <laughs> you just go. I'm not coach anymore. Yeah, no, no stress. But I'm, I'm taking have some the large gravy. Yeah. You take the large. Take the large yeah. with the cheese. But and the he, what he would have to do is factor in how much his cab fare is going to cost to Paris. <laughs> And if he can afford the large. He's <laughs> out of there, mate. He's gone. He's, uh, so we've got Wales v South Africa, which will uh, go ahead of that game. And this one is shaping up as an absolute screamer. 2011, I'll go back to the 2011 World Cup where the Springboks just got past Wales. Wales, for mine, were the best of the teams to watch in the 2011 World mm. Cup. Uh, played a wonderful style of rugby. They seemed to be able to hang in there with South Africa. What's your guys' take on this one? Yeah, I'll stick with my uh, previous prediction of the, the spring box. Um, I'm going to go with my man Borat there, the, the big lock forward. Did you see that uh, Did you see that video during the week? Ooh, he didn't like that, did he? He didn't, no. Did it was, um, uh, wasn't the best comparison, was it? I don't, I don't think he looks mm. too much like Borat. He's, 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 he's only about 40 kilos heavier. Face doesn't look like him. Mm. Yep. It was a bizarre interview. Or question, sorry. I reckon Evan looks more like Alf. Remember Alf? I was talking about that at the start of the tournament. The alien, Alf, the cartoon, the little stuff thing. Similar quaff of hair, similar hooter. Do you reckon you'd be able to ask him that? Negative. <laughs> Would not even think of he it. He didn't like it much, did he? He didn't like it much. But no. James McConey is a uh, very, he's very, very funny, funny guy. He's I good. like James McConey. Good mates with a new friend of ours, Andrew Mulligan from Sky NZ. He's a funny dude. And you, got, you know, you would know this more than anyone else, Dave Dennis. How boring are press conferences for the entirety of a tournament? Nothing worse than getting the same questions over and over and over again. We wouldn't do I'd that I'd actually prefer someone asked me if I was bull rat. What, was, what, <laughs> would, be, what would be your looky-likey? Oh... Um, don't know. Good question. What you guys are no better than me. Got what do you got for me? Well, we just uh, I want to talk about what happened. You look like Greg Rust. Greg Rust. Who the hell is Greg Rust? The um, Fox Sports. Oh, motorsport. Motorsport man. man. Okay. Mm. Similarities. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I, I only speak to Greg with his helmet <laughs> on, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I had brown eyes, who would you be? If I had brown eyes, I'd be Michael Checker. Would you? Yeah. Have, yeah. You could say yeah. Mr. Number eight. Mr. Fashion. Number eight. Not Ball Mr. Carrying Fashion. Eight. What did you get earlier in the, uh, just around the offices here, we heard? What was that you got? For me? Yeah, you copped a... Handsome, I think it was. No, it's, don't be afraid to say it. Seinfeld, who's your man? No, no, no. Hang, no, hang on a second. No. <laughs> putty. No. No, not Putty. No. All right, let's move on. So Evan Etzebeth will line up against... I want to go backstage with uh, Talking Fashion. Dave Dennis just trying on a few uh, celebrities' uh, pants backstage, weren't you? Or different different clothes? Oh, I'm a big fan of some of the celebrities that work out of the offices here. And, and I had a spare 10 minutes, so I was just hanging around the lockers <laughs> and trying on some shorts and What did you slip jeans, into? I ended up with Gordon Tallis's jeans, which yep. I found were quite large. Yeah, big man. And Size 38? 38s. Yeah. Almost... Just, yeah. You 36? 36, 30, okay. 37 in the sure. fashion world. And uh, and Phil Kearns' beautiful MJ Bell. Wow. Shirt. Dress shirt. Dress shirt. And Nick McArdle shoes. There you go. So we we're trying to figure out what you'd call that, if that was a human. I'm not sure what you'd call it, but Gordon Tellis loves this podcast and he's going to be furious when he learns you've been <laughs> trying on his okay. stride. I'll tell you, okay. he's one guy I wouldn't want to have stood in front of in his playing day. He was an angry, the raging bull, an angry Let man. Let me help you out with that hybrid human being. <laughs> Nick McArdle, Fox Sports rugby host extraordinaire. Phil Kearns, Wallaby captain. Gordon Tellis, legend of rugby league. you got McArdle's shoes on. 
you drive a Volvo. Right? You drive a Volvo. You possibly XC ninety. You possibly be the big one, the family you possibly one. Um, shop at the Rivers Outlet store. Mm. You wear a lot of short <laughs> sleeve. You bucks. wear a lot of short sleeve button up shirts, mm. and you have ah. a pen in the top pocket. <laughs> right? I should have got someone else's um, shoes. You've got the aggression though of you've got the aggression of Gordy Tallis. You're no nonsense. Mm. You're a no nonsense type of guy. So you you drink rum. <laughs> Queenslander. You drink You'd rum. You have to drink rum. You drive a Volvo. You shop at the outlet store. You got a pen in the top pocket. <laughs> How do we toss Kearns into the mix? Well, Kearns, right. he's a Mossman resident like myself, isn't he? He's, uh, yeah, gets around with some pretty uh, rich and famous uh, celebrities out there. I'm not too sure. That running up and down the, the Balmoral Burn, doing that sort of stuff, a very fit uh, You're a I might drive my Volvo. My Mick, You're Mick a philanthropist. Because <laughs> Kearns is a, a great contributor to charities. I'm sure the other two are as well. Mm. But you are becoming a well-rounded human being. I'll take that. That's a That's good a combo. Great combo. Nice car. Yep. Nice rivers clothes. Yes. Like to have a good time on the rum. Correct. But like to give back to community. That's a heck That's, of a dude. What a if catch. my son grows up to be a, a hybrid. A hybrid McArdle, <laughs> Talos Kearns. You're in I'd business. Be, that's success. All right, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Wales v South Africa and who's going to win. So you're staying, Sammy. You're going to go with South Africa, DD. Aligning, aligning with the boring press conferences, I'm going to jump out and say that Welsh are going to knock them off. I'm going to say Wales too because George North goes back to the wing. A true outside centre comes in at third. I just think I, I think the 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 physicality and the resilience they showed against the Wallabies in that game. Uh, will take away a lot of what the the, the Springboks will offer, and then uh, with Bigger's boot, uh, I just I just got a feeling one of these games is probably not going to go how everyone thinks, and I think this is the game where Wales will probably get the result. I've got two games going the way that maybe no one thinks: Argentina, Ireland. Uh, I see Argentina winning. Over to you two. Yeah, I'm starting yeah. to agree with that. I've been uh, sort of scratching my head all week about that one. It's a, it's a tight one, but I'm leaning towards Argentina now. Um, I think the injuries that Ireland have had, um, they were able to, to box on and get through it against uh, the French. But yeah, Argentina, I think they're, they're pretty much at full strength. They've been uh, flying along under the radar pretty well. And yeah, I think they're well placed to knock over um, to knock over Ireland. I like the way that uh, they have the two playmakers, Hernandez and Sanchez there. Good goal kickers, good forward pack, and uh, yeah, go the Argies. Yeah, I think it's going to be probably the most evenly poised uh, game out of the four. But uh, I'm going for the Irish, um, purely through my love of their people. Great <laughs> rugby nation, and never made a World Cup final. Uh, Argentina haven't never even made it, a to be semi. fair. Haven't Argentina made a haven't, to be fair. Never made a semi. There you go. And I just really hope, in the back of poor, poor old Paul O'Connell. Paul O'Connell. Did you um, play against Paul O'Connell? I did. I actually, one of my, uh, actually maybe I didn't, but I, I sat with him at a 2009, my first spring tour. I sat next to him in the, in the post game at uh, Croke Park, I think we, the, the boys played. And uh, fantastic bloke, lovely guy and had a really good chat with him. And that was me as a sort of, I think I was 21 or two at the time. And he was a veteran at that stage. That was, you know, six, six years ago and uh, lovely guy. And I think um, I've had a few unlucky runs with injury, but that's as cruel as they come, isn't it? You know, uh, 108 tests and to finish his career that way is uh, uh, you know, extremely tough so I'm hoping on the back of that the Irish push through the semi and I love the Irish I love them it's not this isn't a competition uh, based on which countries you love the most Cause, because if it was I reckon I, everyone would be would love Ireland like that would be their tip to win the whole cup if definitely a, if Australia don't win it I'm going for Ireland yeah if you're going to have Australia well, they could face popularity contest I reckon Ireland win the World Cup I love them that much that I'm contemplating <laughs> telling my 
fiance and son that I've got to drive from Narrabeen to Scruffy Murphy's on Sunday night <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night to have a pint of Guinness and cheer home the Irish. Who's oh. in? You guys I'll, are both going for Argentina. I'll be there. No, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going for them. I just think You're they'll probably them. win. We're, we're putting the heart aside, Dave. We're, we're being... Uh, yeah, I, I'm, that game doesn't... I'm going for the, I'm, I'm interested in the Wallabies. That game is my heart. I'm going with the Irish. I'm okay. looking forward to seeing Diego Maradona and his 23-year-old uh, girlfriend in the stands again going uh, going absolutely ballistic. Uh, <laughs> it's a significant gap. Are we talking 40 years, 35 How old is Diego now? Is he, <laughs> is he in his 50s, is he? Yeah, he looks a bit older than that as well. He's, oh, he's, still he's, got lived, a, a, he's lived a full life as Diego. That's he's still sure. got it, hasn't he? Well, maybe we throw um, Diego in the hybrid with my child. <laughs> <laughs> you need Just a bit, a bit of personality, you know? A bit of spark, a bit of skill, maybe. Bit of, sorry, that's Tough paper out. <laughs> He's had a tough paper out, don't you reckon? <laughs> Saw him the other day, he doesn't look well. Uh, Jerome Garcia's will referee Ireland v Argentina. I hope he puts his whistle to the side because he can get a little whistle happy, Jerome. I think, uh, yeah, the whole tournament, there's been a lot of comments around the, the, the attacking rugby and... As a whole, there's been a couple of games that haven't been that exciting. But as a whole, there's been some cracking matches. Totally. Yep. And I think the way rugby's played and the pressure, I just hope that once it now it's in the knockout stages, it doesn't tighten up a bit and teams become conservative and referees don't become conservative. Now, we really maintain this really maintain this uh, uh, positive attitude of how to play the game, which has is, is been going so well. And I just hope these quarterfinals, semis and finals, they, the, the teams that do progress, you know, keep playing and attacking solo rugby. It's been great to watch. Do good things for the game on the world stage too. Do good things Doesn't for it? the yeah. game in Australia. Can you believe some people, we already touched on the um, negativity that came from within our own organisation at Fox Sports. People asking the question, was Wales be the Wallabies a boring game? You know... Come on. Uh, it, it's been a few others in the media here in Australia who've suggested the same thing. Um, that's not the case. But let's just hope these games, like you say, um, stay entertaining, fast-paced, so that maybe they just come around a little and say, hey, it's all good. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's, it's a, okay. It's fun a, to watch. A test match played to its full potential is the None greatest better. game of all. None better. And it's a great converter. None Someone better. watches that, yep. they're hooked. Yep. So let's hope that these are four games... For and remaining this three after that. Two, two, uh, yeah, we'll, we've got a few to go. It'd be nice to think so, but I think the reality is it probably will uh, get a bit more conservative, a bit tighter. I think teams like South Africa, Wales, Ireland, Argentina, they will be uh, probably decided Kiwis. decided by the boot and the referee. I think, yeah, I think we might fling it around a bit against the French, but yeah, it's the reality, isn't it? Like the, the mistakes become so uh, so vitally important at that level that, that teams naturally do get a bit more conservative. But let's hope they don't compl- go, go completely into. I want to say that I hope the team who plays rugby the way it should be played it gets the Wins cash it. because we saw it in Super Rugby last year the Waratahs won we saw it this year with the Highlanders winning beating the Hurricanes two teams who totally got what it's all about and I, I think uh, with Checker's belief in the team he, he's he's portrayed that uh, that belief from the start around attacking rugby and I just can't see him telling the team okay now boys we're in qualifying stage, uh, knockout stages let's shut up shop he'll be pushing that issue of Keep attacking, keep attacking. And when you've got the back line Australia got, you'd be stupid not to use it. So I think Australia, along with the Kiwis, and hopefully the other, the other nations will keep pushing forward and trying to score tries rather than you know, relying on the, the, the ref or, or the, you know, the kicking. Let's keep rolling on that. Australia v Scotland is the final quarterfinal game kicking off uh, on air on Fox Sports from 1 o'clock Monday. Monday, Monday morning. What a way to start the week. A World Cup quarterfinal. And it is going to be tough early. They're going to come out a firing Scotland. Yeah, great way to start the week, isn't it? I think... Uh, 
that's one that I won't be setting alarm for. I'm going the double. I think the double whammy Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning, the two games, and lead into that that game. And uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk this week around you know the Wallabies easily doing it, and and I, I still think the Wallabies will will win in the end, and uh, not comfortably, but they, they won't be as pressed as they have been against Wales and England. But I, I still think the Scots. Um, they've they've got through to those the quarterfinal stages, you know. It's uh, you've got to have some ability as a team to be able to do that, and they're gonna they'll push the Aussies purely on the back of the fact that it's a quarterfinal. And I don't think they progressed to the uh, the quarters last World Cup, so you know they've got their whole country obviously behind them. So it's it's going to be a great great test. Yeah, they're not a bad side, are they? They're much improved on what we've seen in the last you know five six years from Scotland. They have been often quite a turgid side, but they've got some decent backs now. Uh, their fly half goes well. Stuart Hogg at, at fullback mm. goes well. But Seymour too, normally. yeah, and I, Laidlaw at nine. There you go. He's, Laidlaw, he's a great great leader, Laidlaw. Yeah. Laidlaw, yeah. So um, I, th- I think uh, Stephen Larkham tried to lure him to the Brumbies. I read this week as well, which is interesting. He would have been a, a good get. But yeah, Scotland. Uh, I just think they might have been a little bit distracted though with these bands around their two key uh, tight forwards. They've, they've been really upset uh, by that, and, and a lot of like, all the talk this week has been about that. And I just wonder if that's going to be a bit of a bit of a distraction for the team, and then their mind possibly won't be uh, completely in the right space. I will say this: if they play like they did against Samoa, gave the ball a bit of air, shifted it around, turned down shots at goal, kick for touch, put it through the hands, we're in for a cracker. Yeah, and Australia will do the same. So I think. Uh, uh, previous results haven't gone the Aussies' way, but I think I think they'll get there this time. But uh, yeah, I think regardless, it's going to be a great, great game at Twickenham again. Like we said last time, becoming a bit of the home ground for the Aussies, but it's going to be another fantastic, uh, fantastic atmosphere and really have that. I think the whole standard of, of these games will go to that next level now. It's quarter quarter final time, and the pressure you'll just feel that sense a bit more pressure in the in the stadium. So it'll be, it'll be great viewing. Two thousand and nine, Scotland beat Australia. Two thousand and twelve, Scotland beat Australia in. Australia in Newcastle for the first time in 30 years in our country in conditions. Dave Dennis, you played that game. Has there ever been anything come like it? Still gives me nightmares. The worst. It still gives me nightmares. I mean, the worst. I I think it was Mike Harris. That was his... He's uh, first test uh, along with me and... Michael uh, Hooper debuted that night. There's a number. Yeah, Michael Hooper, who's... Yeah, so no stopping old hoops. Uh, great addition. I'm assuming we'll straight back in that seven roll this weekend, which I think will help the Aussies a bit. But uh, yeah, Mike Harris kicking balls and going 20 metres behind him. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It, it was coming in sideways, hurricane-like conditions. Hurricane-like conditions. It was hurricane-like. Suddenly straight up, up the middle of the park. Tough going. 9-6, I think it was in the end. But uh, uh, let's hope there's no hurricanes. No hurricanes in Twickenham. In Twickenham. Which, no. again, it's been amazing, the fact that we haven't seen any games in the wet, have we? Touch wood. No, sunny, this whole tournament, England. the UK, you tend to get the odd drizzle. But uh, every game's had the con- perfect conditions. And let's hope uh, it allows for the Aussies and the Scots to throw it around a bit on, on uh, Sunday night. And a good story I saw today, actually. Uh, the Poms banned the Scottish fans from bringing bagpipes into their grounds um, during the World Cup. But the, the Scots... God bless them, managed to uh, use a bit of ingenuity. I think they shoved them up their kilts and there was uh, lots of photos and stuff going around on social media of the, the bagpipes being played in that, that game at uh, St. James's Park in Newcastle. So, yeah, let's hope a few uh, bagpipes get in, the, Hang on. get in the ground there. Hang on. Hang on. Bagpipes are enormous. Like, they're massive. I've yep. seen Andrew Kellaway, your Waratah's teammate. <laughs> Very good on the pipes. He's amazing on the Unbelievable. pipes. I've, I've got yeah. some vision upstairs of him on the pipes. He's piping away. <laughs> He's a piper. But they're big. Big. That's what I'm getting at here. How how are you hiding your? Maybe it's a big Rob Roy walking around. Big a big big Highlander Scotman. Bagpipe yeah. under your kilt. That fit a Scotsman. It's hard to say. Scotman. It's, uh, yeah, it's a hard word. That fit him under there. 
<laughs> Mate, if there's a will, there's a way. If you want to get bagpots into Twickenham, you'll figure out. It's like the old SCG. If you want to get a watermelon stuffed with a litre of vodka, you'll get it in. Do you know what my brother used to do? What did Very do? quickly, for the one days. <laughs> yeah. This is my brother Stubbs, my middle brother, Glenn. He would, I mean, this was the lengths he'd go to for a, a one day at the cricket ground. He would go to the hardware store on George Street, buy some duct tape, get a hippie, two hippies, yep. and he would he would duct tape them to the back of his calf and wear jeans into the cricket. And then once he got inside, he would go to the bathroom, Get into the shorts, and then he'd have the two hippies ready to go. Into the the purchased Coke bottle, or straight out? No, straight out. The, no, into the, straight into, in. the, into the purchased. That's brilliant. Some, uh, some I'm not encouraging that. <laughs> no, I'm not, don't. I'm not saying it's your brother. That's a it's thing. not you. We all have that. Look, road, you brother. wouldn't. We have well, that. Road, I don't know road. why I've said that. Some uh, some old acquaintances of mine that shan't be named actually managed to uh, dig a hole, like in the Basin Reserve Cricket Ground in Wellington, managed to. Before, when, it, when the games aren't being played, it's just an open uh, thoroughfare. You can just walk through there. So they managed to actually dig a hole in the bank and bury a full keg uh, into the bank. And that's we're, um, amazing. That it, it was quite fantastic. exceptional and uh, got it up and running during the day. I think they oh, got, that's amazing. I think they got busted uh, sort of mid-afternoon, didn't, didn't make it fully through the keg, but they, gave it, they gave it a good nudge. Yeah. If you're security and you see dudes <laughs> pouring beers out of the ground like a spring... They got, yeah. they got caught when all of them were rolling down the hill after <laughs> they had 20 scooters at the cricket. Oh, that wow. Is, yeah, that's, uh, Only in NZ. That's impressive. No, yeah, that the the links you'll go. That is absolute magic. Um, the fairy twinkle noise has just gone on my phone to say that it, we are done and dusted for the week, but we are... Well, we now sit back and we just wait, don't we, man? We wait to see who comes through the other side. Eight will become four, then it's on to the semis. This World Cup has been a terrific tournament, no doubt about it. Unbelievable. The best they've had so far, I think, and what I've seen. Um, yeah, really, really put rugby back on the map on the world stage. And let's hope these knockout stages keep providing what's been uh, some special rugby. Just a final note. Did anyone see the shout-out to Boris Johnson, the London Mayor? Tech mm. knocking over the uh, ten-year-old Japanese schoolboy overnight. I did see that. It was a strong carry. Five weeks if you're uh, too long. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's good. Topical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm well, well versed. I've been Clearly. sitting here all week reading Working rugby, <laughs> reading Sean's <laughs> online <laughs> articles on Fox. That's it's it. been helping me mind somewhere anyway. <laughs> all right, that's us all wrapped up. From Sam Worthington and Dave Dennis, it is Sean Maloney saying good luck to your team across the weekend in the quarterfinals of the 2015 World Cup. We'll be back early next week to mop up the tears and to throw around a couple of high fives depending on who goes through. See you all again next week.